The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Do you feel like the fact that you had your own personal transformation and you, you know, you really are like a before and after story has helped separate you from everybody else because you're like a living, breathing example of what change can look like? I think so. I think I had a unique position because I never wanted to position myself as an expert. I'm just someone who's on a journey and sharing that. Hi, everybody. It's Kat Sadler, and this is It Sure Is a Beautiful Day. I've spent decades in TV broadcasting and conducted hundreds, if not thousands, of interviews in the span of my career. And on this show, the conversations continue. My goal is that every episode feels entirely brand new, but also like coming home. Let's get into it. Hi, everybody. It's Kat. It sure is a beautiful day. I am so glad that you are here. I hope that you are enjoying your summer and life is treating you kindly. I wanted to say thanks for for landing here once again and just the constant feedback and reviews and tags on social. It just really, really warms my heart to know that you guys are enjoying the show and really um, getting some some good tips and inspiration out of these conversations. So I'm really excited to introduce you to today's guest, Mari Llewellyn. Perhaps you're one of the 1.6 million people following her on Instagram. I love this woman because her story is super, super motivating at the end of the day. What she has accomplished, she's not even 30 years old yet, but she like a lot of people, you know, had some difficult times and um, through college was really depressed and was in a low place and learned that she was suffering from borderline personality disorder. So she was really coming to terms with some of her mental health issues and boom, one day ignited on a fitness journey. As we discuss, as much as Mari's story is about losing 90 pounds and transforming her health and coming into her new skin, it's really a story about self-worth and what are the choices we make that make us feel good about ourselves over and over and over again. How do we get that discipline? How do we insert these kind of rituals into our lives to feel better, to live longer, and to look in the mirror at the end of the day and go, yeah, I like me. I'm good. So, God, I really love speaking with her. I know you're going to enjoy this conversation. Don't forget to look in the description. We've got codes for you guys. You can see the links to her different businesses there if you want to try some greens or get your own fitness on. I definitely encourage you to support her. So without further ado, here is Mari and me. Mari, it's so nice to meet you. Welcome to It Sure Is a Beautiful Day. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I love the name of the show, oh, by the thank way. thank you so much. Such a good vibe, positive energy. We love that. Thanks. Yeah, I felt like everybody in the world could use a little joy, right? After the last couple of years and what everybody's been going through, it's like, okay, let's try and infuse some uplifting stories and energy and just put that out there in the world. A hundred percent. Yeah. I love it. It matches your vibe too. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Well, I feel like it matches your vibe too. No wonder thank it, you. you're connecting with it because 
your story is so fascinating and you're putting again so much good into the world Thank and there are you. so many takeaways with all the the content that you're putting out there and your star has like bam like risen so very much you're a successful entrepreneur now I'd love to go back a little just to kind of frame your story because I feel like you have obviously very much a fitness journey, but also just a journey of self-discovery towards really self-love at the end of the day, right? Like that's very much kind of what I understand your story is all about. So sitting across from me today, you look amazing. You're super fit. You're, you know, bright and shining face that I'm staring at. I wish everybody could see, but, (laughs) but once upon a time, that was very, very much not your reality. You were anxious and feeling depressed and didn't feel good in your own skin. And you were, you know, struggling to find purpose in life. So take us back to kind of that time, that season of your life. Yeah. And what did that look like? Yeah. I actually love the way you put it. Like it, re- it really was a discovery of self-love more than a weight loss story. I think on the internet, people like to have like a clickbaity title for it, which is the weight loss story. But f- on a personal level, it really was about self-discovery and self-love. Say I started to struggle mentally in like high school era. I was really shy. I didn't know who I was. I think partially because I moved around a ton as a kid. I'm from the UK, moved to the US when I was 10, lived in a ton of different houses and kind of just had like a turbulent childhood, like a lot going on at home, a lot of moving around. I never really found that like confidence or a good friend group in high school. I kind of always felt scared and anxious. Mm -hmm. And then my parents divorced when I was in high school and it's a super common thing. It happens to everyone. And at the time it was something that was confusing for me because I was young and I didn't understand. And then also because it was just our family here in the US and we didn't have many other people supporting us. Mm -hmm. I went to college very angry. I remember being like, I'm ready to get out of here. I'm ready to go do my own thing. So I went to college and discovered this whole world of drinking and uh, partying. And don't get me wrong, it was fun. Like it, it, college was like the time of my life, but also like the worst time in my life. I went through a lot at the same time. When I first got to college, I was on academic and social probation because I went way too hard. Mm. I was... As many people are guilty of doing, (laughs) myself included. Right. Like everyone (laughs) kind of does it. Barely a 2.0 by freshman first semester. My grades were atrocious. They always have been. So I was partying a lot, but making a ton of friends and kind of like finding this social fun side of myself. But it quickly turned into a dark thing for me because drinking is not ideal, particularly when you're struggling with a mental illness. And I was kind of unknowingly struggling. I had all this pain on the inside and I was dealing with it by drinking, um, feeling like I needed to be around people 24-7. And ultimately that led to, you know, like binge drinking and blacking out a lot and self-harm was a big issue for me. I ended up going to a psychiatrist to figure out what was going on. And it was around junior year that I was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder, also known as BPD. So if I say BPD, that's what I'm referring to. And it's a disorder that not many people have heard of. A lot of people have heard of bipolar and some of the other ones, but BPD isn't as well known. And um, 
it's characterized as a trauma-related disorder. So it can happen over the years. And basically, it has a few characteristics. Self-harm is common, having a lack of like identity and core, struggling with confidence, feeling like you don't know who you are. You kind of get your affirmations from other people rather than yourself. Mm. And it can be really painful to deal with. So I was kind of dealing with that, getting put on meds for that. And were you able to talk openly about that with anyone at that time? Like, I I understand that the numbing piece, you know, that's various people use drugs or alcohol for that reason. But like, were you kind of suffering in silence also during that period? I was. I was like the party girl, which is really funny now because I'm in bed by 9 p.m. every night. I don't have a crazy social life anymore. I'm like very at peace when I'm at home. But yeah, I was the party girl. I was the one everyone went to and they wanted to go out because I was always down, you know, because it was how I dealt with things. The night would usually end in me crying or something crazy happening. But like, I, I was definitely not disclosing this to anyone because I didn't know how to talk about it. And also it was like 2015, 2016. It wasn't as openly spoken about even then. Like I actually reconnected with a college friend from that time and she was like, it's funny hearing your story now because we never spoke about mental health back then. And she was probably struggling with something too, but none of us ever spoke about it. So I was kind of struggling in silence and feeling like a lot of shame around struggling this bad. What propelled you to go to that psychiatrist when you did? So I had a therapist that I had been seeing since I was like 14. Originally I had her because she diagnosed me with ADD. I was struggling in school. Now I look back and I'm like, was it ADD or was I just like struggling in general? But either way, I kept her for many years and she was the one that said, hey, I've noticed that you have a lot of traits of BPD. I think you should go to a psychiatrist and get it checked out. Also, at this point in my life, I was about, I was supposed to be graduating. I was like in my final semester of college and I was failing every class. My life was like in full shambles. Like the worst, my apartment was a disaster. I lost all my friends. Like it was bad. So that was kind of my motivation to pull myself out and figure my life out. So it was kind of like your rock bottom at oh, that yeah, point. Fully. We'll be right back. Okay, big fan here of Better and Better's Energy Toothpaste. This is science-backed two-in-one natural vegan toothpaste, which means, guys, you don't have to swallow pills. You don't have to create new habits. You don't have to spend extra money because you can get your vitamins in your toothpaste. Healthy living takes effort, and you know I talk about it a lot on this show, and I'm a big fan of supplements, but Knowing that my toothpaste is formulated to the strictest clean ingredient standards with safe, gentle, vegan, natural, and organic ingredients, I'm so pumped about this. Simply by brushing your teeth, something you're already doing, your great habit, you're getting this microdose of vitamins. The great thing about using Better and Better's energy toothpaste with vitamins B12 and D3 is you just brush your teeth like you normally do, and those Vitamins are delivered through sublingual, which means below your tongue, and transbuccal, that's through your gums and your cheeks, 
it absorbs into your mouth that way, which is actually more efficient than even going through your gut. You've got to try this for yourself. Um, right now, you can get Better and Better's vitamin-infused toothpaste and any of their oral care products. They even have a little whitening product, and they have this beautiful floss that's kind of bamboo in this little glass bottle, which is just so pretty. It makes like flossing feel special. You guys can get these products and save with this exclusive offer just for my listeners. Use code CAT at checkout for 20% off your first order. Visit betterandbetter.com to learn more about the science behind their toothpaste, their super clean ingredients, and shop. And don't forget, 20% off your first order at betterandbetter.com with code CAT, that's C-A-T-T, at checkout. Hello, beautiful people. It's Renee Blewett, and I am your host for the She Did That podcast. Have you ever wondered how your favorite women founders are building these beautiful brands and legacies? Whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur, already on your journey, or just someone who wants to learn from the best to ever do it, this is the podcast for you. Every week, I'll introduce you to powerhouse entrepreneurs, creatives, and innovators who are carving their own paths with love, resilience, and bold ambitions. Be sure to subscribe now so you don't miss a thing. And what was your relationship with your parents at that point? Because you do bring up trauma and we do talk about that a lot on this show. And I am learning just so much through other people's stories as I think my audience is. But I do like to talk about it because to your point, until we start talking and people aren't really connecting with it or can't, you know, they, they feel less alone in their own struggles when they know other people are going through this stuff. I agree. So what was, where did your parents fit into this? Nowhere. Like yeah. that would be kind of my answer. Like I agree with you. It's taken me some time to share this, I think, because it's the one piece that I'm like unsure of how to approach. But my dad has been pretty prevalent in my journey. He kind of stepped in when I hit that rock bottom and was like, let me come pick you up and take you home. And he was trying to help me. I've never had a great relationship with my mom. And I still, she's just not around. She doesn't really know much about me and at this point in my life. And I think when you hit rock bottom, it's really telling of who is there for you in reality. And I think that period of my life showed me who actually really cared about me. Because it's not like I was particularly fun to be around. You know, I was like a shell of a human and I was like really struggling. So yeah, they had a turbulent relationship growing up. There was a lot of arguing, a lot of like really hard conversations in front of me and my sister, which is, you know, tough. Like you- For children. For children, that aren't yeah. supposed to be, yeah, it's, participants in that. Exactly. Yeah. That was tough. And I wouldn't say they necessarily handled every tough situation very well with us. My dad's still a big part of my life. I love him. He's the best. He really helped me out. I'm definitely like in the process of learning how to heal from childhood trauma and also having empathy for my mom at the same time, even though there's a lot of like tough feelings there also understanding that she probably went through something hard too and she's coming from a place of hurt too. So yeah, it's a journey and I'm yeah. figuring it out. So that was, it kind of sounds like you were starting to get a grasp on your mental health. Yes. When did the physical health piece come into play in that you were like, I want to make a change? So growing up, I was always like on the smaller side. It wasn't something I really thought about, to be honest. And then I guess when I was getting put on all, all the medication, I was drinking a ton, eating junk, I obviously gained weight and it wasn't really something I noticed. 
until I had pulled myself out of school and moved home with my dad and kind of like had this reality check. And I was like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm not feeling good. I'm in a fog. My depression is awful. My anxiety is awful. It was the heaviest I'd ever been. I was like 250 pounds, 250 pounds. And it was like kind of shocking to like realize what I had done to myself And it it really was less of like a body image thing and more of a like, I feel like a weak human. Like Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm not capable of taking on life's struggles in this moment and that's a problem. So I was like a weak person physically and feeling unwell. And then also my disorder was taking over my life to the point where I was unable to go to a job interview, go to the grocery store, go to the gym by myself. Like I wanted to be stronger inside and out. And that was the whole reason I threw myself into fitness. So what was the moment? What was the pivotal moment? You say you throw yourself in. You know, sometimes Mm -hmm. I always feel like, too, when people go on a journey or something that really changes the trajectory of their life, it's often that first step. Like, if we can get that first step, and that is hard or almost seemingly insurmountable if you are yeah, clinically depressed or you're going through all these other things. So how did you, like, it's one thing to also think, okay, I want to make change, but then to actually physically do it. What happened? I started pretty small. Like, as you say, it's so overwhelming to think, okay, I have to scrap my entire diet, change my entire lifestyle. Like, it's a lot. Mm -hmm. So I started just by taking my dog on more walks. I was like, let's get more movement in. So faster paced, more frequently. And then I was also fortunate enough to have my now husband, Greg, who was my boyfriend at the time, who has been bodybuilding since middle school. And he always took his health really seriously. I found it very weird. Like in college, I was like going out, partying, and he would have his little Tupperwares, going to the gym twice a day. I'm like, what is this guy doing? Like no one was doing that in, in college. So I went to him and I wanted to make a diet change. I was eating muffins for breakfast and giant iced coffees with milk and sugar and spiking my cortisol all day. And, you know, I wanted some advice. So I ended up just like imitating his diet, which now I laugh at because it was like a huge amount of food that he was eating. It was clean, but it was a lot because he's a bodybuilder. So I switched out the muffins for eggs. It was a slow transition at first, for sure, because the gym is scary. Like I was watching a lot of fitness influencers online on YouTube, but this was kind of like the era of fitness, 2017. Like everyone was posting about bikini competitions and there was this whole world of fitness online. And I kind of discovered that. And I was inspired by these girls with had muscle, but I was definitely nervous to get in the gym. So I think I started going to the gym like two to three times a week, usually with Greg when he was able to go with me. And then eventually I just started going every day even if I didn't work out, I just would walk on the treadmill just to get comfortable mm-hmm. in that space. Mm-hmm. Couple questions. Yeah. In college, what was your major, or what were you, what did you think you were going to do with your life, or what did you did you know, or yeah. did you just have a major like anybody else that may or may not have meant something? I did design and merchandising, which is funny because I use a lot of it now in my business. Mm-hmm. It was a great degree to get. I loved the program. I wasn't particularly goal-driven in college, so I don't think I had this like dream, but I was interested in event planning. Now in our business, I handle a lot of the creatives, like marketing, label design. So I get to use a lot of the skills from that degree. That's cool. That works out well. It worked out. That's good. We're back in a minute. 
I am asked by you guys a lot who I'm wearing, what I'm wearing, where I get it. And I often don't have a lot of time to share that information with you, but listen up because I'm super stoked about Newly. It is a subscription clothing rental service for just $88 a month, okay? You get your choice of any six styles every single month. You get to choose whatever you want to rent, whatever's going on in your life or what you need to be dressed up for or dressed down for or just look cute for. You have access to 1,000 plus styles from more than 300 different brands. So yes, thousands on thousands of different pieces that you can choose from, from premium pieces to one-of-a-kind vintage pieces, all in a range of different sizes. There's fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility, so you don't have to worry about any of that laundry. And if you find something, wear it and decide you are absolutely in love with it, you have an option to buy it at a discount, sometimes up to 70% off. So if you're thinking about your summer wardrobe, they've got everything that you could possibly want for the summer. All the trends, the, you know, some of these throwbacks we're seeing, the crocheted pieces, the checker print. You can rent it without having to be super invested. Again, you're going to have a lot of savings through renting from Newly because you get to wear more in the end and spend a lot less. It's a win-win for your closet and for your checking account. Am I right? Oh, yeah. And did I mention it's fun? It's actually fun to go on there, see all the many, many clothes, the different silhouettes, the different trends, and again, explore your style and get creative without the commitment, which is pretty dang cool. Newly is already a great value at $88 a month for six styles, but right now you can get $10 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code CAT10. So again, just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's. Enter the code CAT10 and sign up to get $10 off your first month. N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code CAT10. 10 newly subscription clothing rental change your clothes and now back to our conversation And when you started kind of studying the fitness social media landscape, I don't know if you were studying it or you were just kind of like, that's when it was emerging and you started paying attention. Mm-hmm. Did you have Instagram? Were you on social media? And what did it look like before it is what it is now? I had 900 followers, all just like friends from Drexel. That's where mm-hmm. I went to school. Mm-hmm. I was not an avid user. I was like at the age where I got Instagram, probably like junior, senior year of college. Like it wasn't a big thing. For me at that point, I was a follower of, and a fan of other influences, but I wasn't posting myself because I was still in that phase where it was like private, yeah. you know, like you I wanted confident. Then. No, I wanted to keep yeah. everything to myself because yeah. I, I didn't want feedback at that time. Right. Yeah. So you're going to the gym a couple days a week, thanks to Greg. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you're kind of following his lead. At what point does it become you know, what was the shift shift? Because now, I mean, as you're, if you Google you and you look online, I mean, it really is this like very much this transformation story, the before, the after. You lost 90 pounds. When did you start documenting your story? Because you were immediately like, I don't know, you tell me, but popular in that people started to connect to your journey and then have been with you ever since. So 
I was on the journey for, I would say, seven months. My okay. first post was in November 2017, and I started my journey like late 2016, early 2017. So I was fully like doing my own thing, but like taking photos for myself and weighing myself. Greg would actually weigh me and tell me how much I'd lost in that week because I didn't want to look at the scale. I was too nervous. So he was kind of helping me keep track and occasionally like inflating the numbers to help me feel encouraged, which is funny. But <laughs> I, yeah, my first transformation post was November 2017. It made me really nervous to talk about because I wasn't like, I didn't feel like I had a ton of support online. It was just like people that I knew, but the photo did really, really well. And I think it spoke to a lot of people. And Greg is an entrepreneur. He's like very much a business guy. So he saw a huge opportunity in that moment. I started getting a ton of messages like, what did you do? What was the plan? What did you eat? Everyone had these questions. And I kind of, I was so passionate about fitness at that time because for the first time in my life, I had a goal and I chased it and I achieved it. And I felt like I found happiness on my own, you know, without like relying on a party or people telling me I'm, you know, whatever it may be, like alcohol. It was the first time I really dedicated myself to something and I fell in love. And I wanted to tell other women like, hey, there's this thing that makes you feel really good and it's cool. And it like makes me feel strong and capable. And I was super happy back then. And just like starting to share little pieces and tips and tricks and hearing how they were applying it to their lives was so fulfilling to me. And it still is. Your content is so beautiful and so well executed. And you've clearly made a business out of this now. And it's your entire livelihood and multiple businesses now under your belt in really a pretty short time. I mean, yeah. by most standards. Did you have a strategy? Did you have a philosophy? Was it just super organic? Or when did that light bulb go off where you're like, okay, there is an opportunity here. Yeah. What are we going to do with it? I feel like we both had a nothing to lose mentality because I had just graduated. I ended up doing online school to finish. And Greg had just graduated too. And we, neither of us are people that could have a normal job. We tried it. Like I had internships, he had internships. He got fired from one of them. I never really excelled at my other job sitting in a cubicle. It just like never was our thing. And I think we wanted, we knew we wanted to create something together. We're two very different people. I'm super like content, creative focused. He's a business guy, he's great with numbers. I'm horrible with numbers. So we make a good team. And we're both so passionate about fitness. It just organically made sense. And we had nothing else going on. And I also think I took what I had learned on my fitness journey. Like, maybe it sounds silly, but even just like the reps and sets and truly pushing yourself until that last rep, like every rep counts. I applied that to work. Mm -hmm. Because before my fitness journey, I didn't have a great work ethic at all. And now I would say it's something that I really pride myself on and something I taught myself like how to do mm. on my fitness journey because I didn't really have that before. So I took that and applied it and we just kept going. Like every time something worked, we were like, okay, let's save the capital from this and put it into the next thing. Save that, put it into the next thing. And we still kind of have the, the same mentality, honestly. Yeah. What business was the Bloom business, Bloom Nutrition, the first it was actually Mari Fitness was the first. Okay. It was called Mari Fitness. Okay. It was a few PDF workout guides that we whipped up. Now I look back and I'm like, ugh. <laughs> but it was a PDF workout guide. It was $5. We would manually email it to people. So 
people would DM me, hey, what's your workout plan? I would say, oh, it's $5. They would PayPal me and I would email it to them. Eventually, we figured out how to make a website and that helped significantly. That has kind of evolved into the Slay app. The Slay app is now my workout plan, my recipes, all in an app, which is obviously way more user-friendly in 2022 than a PDF guide. Bloom was born in 2019. So that was kind of, we needed to save up a lot of capital to start Bloom because supplements are expensive. But now Bloom is our biggest company and like our baby. Yeah. It's almost like you went to school again, really, right? Like, I mean, so many people have this entrepreneurial, easy for me to say, (laughs) entrepreneurial spirit. Yes. And want to start their own business. And it's kind of like what you're describing. I mean, how many people want to work for somebody else their whole life? It's like, it's so, I, I did that for 20 years of my career. And now I'm like, oh my God, I'm my own boss. I can set my own hours. I have flexibility. I can be creative. I don't have to answer it to anybody. It's so liberating. And you do through that process, gain so much confidence and self-worth because you really are building it. You're building it, all the pressures on you, but all that you can like really, you know, lean into the rewards of working like that. But it sounds like, I mean, a lot of people don't go to business school and it's like, what's the 101 to, to making it work? Because you are a success story and, and you didn't go to school for this, but, but look at you now and your audience is growing and your engagement is huge. And I mean, it's not even like you went to school to know about supplements. It's not like you're a scientist, right? So how, you know, what advice could you give other people who have a passion maybe, but don't even know where to begin? I would say, Firstly, don't let that hold you back. Like, I think it can be really intimidating. People feel like I need a business degree. I need a nutrition degree. I need all these things. I think being willing to take a risk and work hard and then finding the people who do have those talents who can help you make your dream come to life is what you can do. Like, that's what Greg and I did. Both of us had this passion also having the personal experience of losing 90 plus pounds. I think it makes people they can relate to you more. And not everyone can say that, right? Like that it's easy to give advice when you've never actually been through something like that. But having gone through that, I think women felt way more connected to me and I was able to speak to them on a more personal level. But being willing to take the risk, put our own money into it, our own time into it, and just trusting the process and knowing if we worked hard, something good was going to happen. And hiring finding people who are super knowledgeable in the space. And yeah, I mean, we did a lot of it ourselves at the beginning. That was for years. It was just me and Greg like grinding by ourselves and we learned so much. And as soon as we were in the position to hire, we did because we were both aware that we're not like the best customer service or the should I have been designing a label? Probably not. But we made it work. And now I look back and I'm like, oh, the label, it could have been better. But now we have amazing label designers. I feel like waiting until something's perfect, is ne- it will never happen. It'll never be perfect. Such a good point. That is such a good point. All right, guys, back in a minute. I am forever talking about supplements on this show. I just truly believe they're an important part of our well-rounded health routine. So I want to tell you about Care Of. Care Of takes all that guesswork out of deciding, determining what supplements you need specifically for your daily lifestyle. Care Of is a subscription service. They ship you high-quality, personalized vitamins, supplements, and powders 
straight to your door every single month. How does it work? Well, you take a short but in-depth quiz all about your lifestyle. I actually quite enjoyed the quiz. It makes you really think about how you're living and what you're choosing, all about what you're putting into your body, how much your body is moving, and helps determine your health goals so that you've got this personalized recommendation, which eliminates, again, all that confusion that can be super overwhelming about finding a routine that works for you. Again, go to the website. I love it. It's very user-friendly. It kind of gets you hyped and excited about putting good things into your body. But then you go through this quiz and you know at the end of the day, ah, this is what I need. This is going to be good for me. This is going to help me sleep better. Or this is going to give me more energy. I am a fan. You guys, I've got a discount for you for 50% off your first care of order. Go to takecareof.com and enter code CAT50. Again, that's 50% off your first care of order. Just go to the website, takecareof.com and enter code CAT50. Enjoy. Okay, back to the show now. The wellness industry, the fitness industry, as I'm sure you are well aware of, I mean, it is crazy saturated now. And and there are so many products and people don't know what to trust or what's good, what works, what doesn't. Do you feel like the fact that you had your own personal transformation and you, you know, you really are like a before and after story has helped separate you from everybody else because you're like a living, breathing example of what change can look like? I think so. I think... I had a unique position because I never wanted to position myself as an expert. I'm just someone who's on a journey and sharing that. Mm -hmm. And like I use my social media as my personal diary basically and talk them through everything from challenges to mistakes to wins. They're always there with me and I included them in the whole process. Like when we were sampling pre-workouts or making labels, I showed them and had them vote on colors and flavors. And I showed them me taking my website photos. They felt involved in the whole thing. And I think we've kind of carried that with us. And now our community is insane. They're amazing people. They've changed their lives too. I have people, I see people's usernames that I recognize from four years ago. Like it's pretty, pretty special. And I think positioning myself as one of them rather than someone who's like up here preaching how to do everything kind of helped in that way. Yeah, that's awesome. What about the people? Because we all have friends, we all have loved ones, and we all know people who are kind of where you were, right? Like who seem unhappy or don't go to the gym. And you, as a person myself now, not, I hadn't always been a fitness person or even really a wellness person. I used to, I grew up in the Midwest. I had a lot of fast food in my upbringing. You know, I've made a completely like 180, but, but when we want that for people that we love, because that's, that's a really common thing. You can't do it for them. Right. So you can't say, oh my God, I just know they would feel better and their mental health would be better. And they'd, you know, fit in their jeans better. All the things if they just started moving or if they just made these little changes. So how can we invite people into this really positive space who are reluctant or who their self-esteem is on the floor? So there's not a chance. Like how can we bring them to this really cool party? Uh, Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It can be really frustrating watching something like that and wanting to help so badly. But at the end of the day, people need to want to do it for themselves. I think leading by example, like that's kind of what my whole page has been about and showing them that 
even on a hard day, I'm going to the gym. And even on an emotional day, if I'm having a bad BPD day, I'm still in the gym. I'm still eating clean because those things help me move forward. And I think just showing them over and over and over is helpful for them. And it makes them feel like they can do it too. Mm-hmm. It's not, I think a lot of people think that fitness influencers or me are like motivated every single day and get out of bed at 5.30 and like want to tackle the day. And sometimes I don't. Like sometimes I'm forcing myself, most of the time I'm forcing myself out of bed at 5.30 to get to the gym. It's just showing them that, I guess the fact that they watched me go from my dad's attic selling resistance bands and PDF guides to where I am now shows the progress you can make in just a short amount of time if you dedicate yourself to something and show up every day as the best version of you. And the best version of me was not the party girl I was in college by any means. I wasn't doing anything that I was proud of back then. And now I make these, I set challenges for myself every single day, do scary things every single day. And now I'm here and I can't even believe where I am now. So I think being able to show them that is the best way of getting them to do that for themselves, no matter what that looks like. Like, what's an example of something that's scary to you that you do on a given Thursday or something? Maybe this, like doing a podcast, talking about my personal life or going to an event where there's other influencers. Like, L.A. is still new for me, and I'm still getting myself out there and meeting people, and I love it, but sometimes it's scary. Or, like, hosting an event. We're, We're putting up a billboard soon for my company. That's scary. Like, all these big, overwhelming projects but you just got to take it one thing at a time. But what used to look scary for me was going to the grocery store by myself. And like, it's crazy how much it's changed. And it's just from practicing every single day. Every single day. I love that because I also think about the discipline piece. And for anybody who really wants results of any kind, I mean, you hear this word, you know, habits and discipline and as you just admitted, you're not always in the mood. It's not, you know, our mood or our willpower isn't going to really get us there. It's It's got to be something more than that. So do you have any advice on creating these good habits and like what are some methods that work? I mean, this sounds super silly, but like when I have a small goal, you know, I I, I was feeling in April, I totally neglected my fitness goals. So in May, I was like, I'm going to call it like moving in May or something. Yeah. And I, I printed out this really cheesy, like old school calendar I love and that. I put it on my mirror and I, because I, I need to see progress. So yes. like visually when it starts to accumulate that even if it was just like 7,500 steps today, or I did, you know, my hot yoga twice this week yeah, to see it is so helpful. And then it's yes. like, you're again, you're kind of your own cheerleader at the end of the day, it's you against yourself. Right. So yes. that helped me. And I did share that with some of my followers. I'm like, it sounds so hokey, but it is really that simple and it does work. Yeah. I, I totally agree. Anything small that helps you is amazing and clapping for yourself is so important because no one's going to care about your fitness journey as much as you. That was a tough lesson for me as well. I expected everyone to notice and say things. No one really cares. You know, you have to kind of just focus on yourself. Something that I like to do is I'm very time routined, I guess. Like I wake up at 5.30 every day and having a set time that I go to the gym leaves no other option. Like I used to go when I felt like it in the afternoon. That doesn't work for me. I have to have a set time. Otherwise I'm not going or I'm going to be thinking about it the entire day until I go. So having a set time for the gym, I even have like a set time. I have my breakfast and a certain breakfast that I make every day. I think having that routine 
leaves options and thinking out of it. It's more like just taking action when you know you need to. And now if I skip the gym, I feel it. And it's like something's missing from my routine. I don't feel quite as good today. Mm. And now I'm trying to make a nighttime routine. I start winding down around like 6.30 or 7 and I try to dim the lights and cook myself a nice dinner and play soft music. Like I'm trying to create routines throughout my day just so I feel my best. So I'm like really... I put things in my calendar. I'm super time block focused. So that's awesome. Weights are such a big part of your yeah. fitness journey and what you believe in and what you share and what you put out there to the world. Yeah. For people who, because I am a hot yoga girl, I do the occasional jog. I run a couple half marathons, but um, I am kind of clueless in the world of weights and weightlifting. So for people out there like me who aren't doing the weight thing. Like, yeah. tell us about it. Like, yeah. why do you get off on it? And what's so great about it for us? Yeah, no, I'm obsessed. I've been obsessed with weightlifting for a while. I think it came from Greg at the beginning, seeing his love for weights and kind of wanting to understand it better. And then I always admired women with muscle because I feel like gaining muscle as a female is really challenging. Like, I think a lot of women are nervous to get bulky. I hear that all the time. To get bulky would take years of dedication. And I, you know, I wish I could get bulky. Like it's it's not a thing that's gonna happen. So seeing women with muscle, to me, I was like, that person has a work ethic. There's no, you can't have muscle without having work ethic. So I was like, that is the best way of proving to myself that I can do something on the outside of my body. I, I don't know if that makes sense. It completely makes sense. You, you, yeah. like can, you can't deny the results because you're staring at them. Exactly. <laughs> it's like that woman is definitely strong because she looks strong. Right. And that was kind of my goal. So I got into weightlifting pretty much immediately. Like when Greg started showing me things, I was definitely training differently than I do now. It has evolved over the years, but weights have always been a thing. I find them to be very empowering. I find it fun and very mindful because when you're lifting weights, you really need to be connecting with the muscle that you're trying to activate. So like, let's say you're doing shoulders or something, you need to be thinking about pushing from the shoulders and that you can't be on your phone. You can't really be thinking about anything else. You're really focused, especially when it's heavy weight. And I lost a majority of my weight at the beginning, just lifting weights. I really didn't do a ton of cardio. Now I, I like to incorporate some hit and some cardio because it boosts my endorphins and it makes me feel good. But the weight training has been a love of mine from the beginning. And I, I love the fact that weights can change your entire body composition too. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you work out? Gold's Gym Venice. It's like <laughs> shout out Gold's Gym Venice. That's like Arnold Schwarzenegger territory, right? It's insane. Like <laughs> the it's history the, there. It's the mecca of bodybuilding. Yeah. So the fact that I went from this like noob to fitness in New York, just like at Planet Fitness, and now I'm at Gold's Venice, it's bizarre. And the community there is amazing. Like there's these massive scary guys walking around the gym, <laughs> and they are the sweetest guys. Like the the biggest ones are the nicest ones. That's it's hilarious. So cool. Yeah, that yeah. is so funny. And then the nutrition piece and yes. your greens and all the things you've created for people to supplement their weightlifting. Yeah. What do we need and why is it important? Yeah. Nutrition is so important. I think it's like, to me, if I had to pick one, it would be nutrition over training. I think it makes the biggest difference, like especially with mental health, with depression and anxiety, if you're intaking a lot of sugars and you're spiking your energy levels up and down throughout the day, your mood's going to react to that as well. And it's going to emphasize the depression and the anxiety. So you can really use food as medicine. And I love learning more about nutrition. I'm always like researching, listening to podcasts. I'm big on healthy fats. So omega-3s, 
we do have a fish oil with Bloom. It's a wild caught fish oil. Fish oil has changed my life with depression. I take six a day. I take a lot of fish oil. Magnesium has been really helpful for me. I was never that great with my fruits and veggies. I am not a huge vegetable girl. So greens were kind of born from that. They are whole fruits and veggies in a powder with probiotics, digestive enzymes, sweetened naturally with stevia. It's a 100% natural product. And it's basically just a yummy way of getting all your greens in in one scoop. So that product has really gone viral for us because it's great for bloating. And every woman's like, oh, yeah, I'm bloated 99% of the yeah, time. Yeah, no kidding. Like always. <laughs> yeah, I literally always. looked like I was with child yesterday, but I that's another story. I eat a and I'm bloated. Yeah. Ex- exactly. Oh my gosh. So what's the best way to put the greens? Like what's the, is it a smoothie or yeah. you know, like what's your favorite way to like consume that? So the thing with our greens is they taste really good, like surprisingly good. We have a coconut flavor, a berry flavor, a citrus flavor, and you can just have it with water and it tastes fantastic. That's how we me and my assistant fee take it every day, but you can just throw it in a smoothie and it would just blend in perfectly with fruits. Like you would definitely not even taste it. Or some people mix it with orange juice. There's like so many ways you can take it. I am so good. I have, I I always talk about my kids, but they're like grown ass men. They're 17 to 21 (laughs) and I'm still trying to force them vegetables. Greens would be perfect for them. I'm going to like slide that in when they don't know it. They will have (laughs) no, I just give them a yummy smoothie with some greens. They'll have no idea. It's everything because they have like skin issues and I just know if they change their diet. Yeah. Like there's a million reasons why they should. Yeah. You know, the funny thing about nutrition is that they're both naturally thin. There yeah. is like genetics. My dad was 6'4 and always thin and had this great physique and kind of ate whatever he want. And my yeah. kids kind of eat whatever they want. But I know what the harm is, even though it's not. Exactly. You can't see it with the eye. Exactly. There's that population of people that they may not even be overweight, but their insides are just a mess. Yeah. My husband is that way. He can really? kind of eat whatever he wants and it doesn't show for me if I have dairy or if I eat yeah. sugar, it comes out of my skin. So I almost view it as a positive thing because it makes me avoid it. Mm-hmm. But he, he he's a machine. He can eat whatever he wants and just well, be fine. But well, no. I agree with you. We're going to outlive them though. We're going to outlive those oh, people. I hate to say that, Greg, sorry. 100%. Um, but yeah, it's <laughs> it's so, so important. I guess my last question for you would just be because you do, ex- you exude such strength and I know that's your message and that you're inspiring so many people, which is so awesome. But when do you feel your strongest? What is, what does strength really mean Ooh, to you? Okay. I would say accomplishing a goal, like finishing a hard workout and feeling like I did my absolute best is when I feel strong, but also like on an emotional level, like overcoming new things. Like I'm at this point in my life right now where my disorder doesn't affect me on a day-to-day basis and having that triumph and doing hard things and getting married and having a strong relationship and a healthy relationship. These are all things that I never thought I would be able to have because of my disorder. So getting to this point in my life, I think, is making me feel strong because I know I can take on anything and and stay true to myself. That is beautiful. And I applaud you for talking about borderline personality disorder because I do think people are starting to hear more about it, but it's to hear you know, real life stories and struggles and yeah. how the fact that you have managed it and are living with it and are are happy today. Yeah. That's amazing. Thank so you. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Congrats on everything. I can't wait to try my goodies. <laughs> Thank you Thank so you much, Mari. I appreciate it. Lots of love. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. 
And a reminder, you can catch a brand new episode of It Sure Is a Beautiful Day every Tuesday. Please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And of course, I'd love to hear from you. So leave me a rating and leave me a review. Also, follow us on social media for all the behind the scenes action and more info. That's at I am Kat Sadler on Instagram and at ABD with Kat. Talk to you next Tuesday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.